For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500 or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Wednesday to you, even if it is starting off as a wet Wednesday. Be careful out there if you're heading out on the roads. A couple of crashes already. 195 East between Cogsall and Fairhaven. And also three lanes closed down on the Braga Bridge westbound due to a crash. Thanks to our friend, by the way, our friend Southeastern Mass Alerts. I know his real name, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm sorry, Southern Mass Alerts. You can follow them on Twitter at Metro underscore Notify. He's up early and letting us know about some of these traffic incidents and always interesting information and important information for you at Metro underscore Notify. So first of all, speaking of little bits of information and news, I just want to let you know if you hadn't heard, uh, it is posted to Facebook. It is a public post. So I can share this information with you. Uh, City Councilor at Large, Ian Abreu, posted to Facebook at, let's see what time it was, 9.22 p.m. last night. Just wanted to say to you, this is, this is um, his words. Hi, everyone. I just want to let everyone know that I will be somewhat off the grid the next day or so as I was involved in a somewhat moderate to severe automobile accident earlier this afternoon. I'm currently in St. Luke's Hospital with a few broken bones amongst a few other issues for which I will be going into surgery tomorrow morning, meaning this morning. Uh, The other individual is fine too, thank God. I would like to offer the utmost gratitude for all of the New Bedford first responders as well as the healthcare team here at South Coast Health for their amazing and empathic work. Or empathetic work, sorry, rather. I am uh, blessed to have the best family and friends money can buy and their love means the world to me. I'll be fine and just as good as new, just a little banged up. So uh, I did invite Counselor Abreu to call into the program if he has a moment before surgery. I know that, you know, when you're going into surgery, it's you're you're on their schedule. So you can't be like, oh, hang on, let me just call the radio station. Uh, but I did say, you know, he is welcome to call in at any point if he wishes to do so. But there you go. Just wanted to pass that on to you. And we send our best wishes to Counselor Abreu on a speedy recovery and uh, that the surgery goes well. I say, you know, you know when you're going to surgery as if I know. I've I've never actually had sur- – the only surgery I ever had was when I was born. I was born with a double hernia and an extra thumb. The two things not related. But I had to have surgery to repair the hernia and they removed the thumb, which I don't think was too big of a process for them because there was no bone in it. I was talking about this with someone over the weekend and I said, you know, uh, I kind of wish I had it still because how much would that freak people out? Unfortunately, it was on my left hand. I say unfortunately as if there was a 
as if there's a good way to have polydactylism. But it was on my left hand because if it was on my right hand when I went to go shake hands with people and that was flopping all around, I think people would uh, they'd remember meeting me if that was the case. But no, I don't have it anymore. I just have an interesting scar. When people see it, they say, oh, what happened there? Is that a, is that a wart? And I'm like, nope, nope, that's my extra thumb scar. I guess polydactylism is not that uncommon. But I also have, and I forget the name of it, but I have uh, that thing where your eye is two different colors. So my right eye, I think it's my right eye, I always get confused which one it is, is half blue, half brown. Like there's like a diagonal separation, half blue, half brown. And then um, people see me all the time when they first see me speak, when I put some videos up on social media of me speaking, they always see that my mouth is crooked. And I've had everybody ask me everything from, did you have a stroke to, uh, you know, do you have Bell's palsy? Uh, people ask me all the time about it and they're always kind of sheepish about it. I'm not, I'm not shy about saying why it's like that. I was, I was born missing a muscle on the right-hand side that holds the bottom lip down when you open your mouth. So my mouth just kind of stays open. Or maybe maybe it's the left side doesn't have the one that keeps it up. I don't know. But it's it's not a big deal. I was born that way. It's always been that way. It's just become more pronounced as I've gotten older. But I, it doesn't doesn't hurt. And it doesn't hurt my feelings if you ask about it. You shouldn't make fun of me for it, though. Some people have, especially when I was a kid. But how do you know I didn't have a stroke? How do you know I don't have Bell's palsy? But anyway, uh, so anyway, best wishes and speedy recovery to Counselor Abreu. And uh, certainly um, we'll hear from him. If, if he can't call us tomorrow, I'm sure he will talk with us as soon as he is up and running. We had uh, we had a planned visit from him next week. So uh, hopefully that can still happen. But of course, uh, you know, it's more important that he fully recovers from from his automobile accident. One other thing I wanted to let you know about, just because, I uh, I signed up for a zoo membership yesterday at the Buttonwood Park Zoo. If you want to sign up for one, you can go to their website, bpzoo.org, slash support, slash membership, and sign up. New Bedford residents for an individual, 25 bucks for the year. Non-residents, 30 bucks for the year. And you get year-round access to the zoo, you get a 10% discount in the Northwoods gift shop. You get a 10% discount in the Bears Den Cafe, although I'm not sure what's going on with that right now since the uh, the company that was running that had pulled out. You can get discounted rates on zoo programs and events, exclusive local discounts, and reciprocal be- reciprocal benefits, including free or discounted admission to more than 100 zoos and aquariums. And that is what we got when my son was little. We got the family membership, and I think we did the membership where we could also add on my mother-in-law just because she might take him sometimes. She was she was a, a his primary daycare option if we needed someone to watch him. And so we added her onto it, and it wasn't that much money, but we got so much more in return for that because of that reciprocation. The They'll provide you with a list of all the places where you have reciprocal membership but i if i remember right when when adam was little it was the capron zoo in attleboro it was the uh it was the 
what's it, the uh, Franklin Park Zoo. I don't think Roger Williams was included in it because that's Rhode Island. I'm not totally sure. Maybe. Uh, the New England Aquarium, the Boston Museum of Science. I think Plymouth Plantation was on there. So there was a lot of places. I can't remember if Plymouth Plantation was on there or if we just got the passes from the library because we would do both, you know, depending on what the reciprocation covered. But it was so worth it after, like, going to two places. It was, it, you would make that, you know, you would pay, it would pay for itself, as they say. The Museum of Science, it got you in under general admission. So if you wanted to do other things like the Omni Theater or the Planetarium or things like that, you'd, you know, pay a few dollars more a person. But the general admission, I think, was like, at that time, I think it was like 16 or $18 a person. So you're saving a lot of money, depending on how many people are in your family. And that's money you can use to do other things there. So it, it was well, well worth it. Still is. So if you are looking for some summer fun and you want to find an affordable way to do it, just get a Zoom membership. A family membership. Let's see if I can find the... Uh, All right, well, I'll have to mess around with that during a break. But you can get a family membership, and it will more than pay for itself, not only with trips to the Buttonwood Park Zoo, but to other places as well. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. You can also send us app chat messages via the WBSM app. You can also send us voicemails via the WBSM app if you want to... uh, Record your thoughts and send those in. We can play them here on the program. Uh, A little bit later on, we're going to talk about some different things, some different stories that are going on, especially locally. A few things that we are looking into. A few stories that we reported yesterday. Certainly, we can talk more about the zoo issue if that's something that you want to discuss. I know know Barry was still discussing it yesterday. But my favorite story of the recent weeks has an update. If you've been listening to the program, you know that I'm kind of obsessed with this story that Channel 5 has been all over, WCVB.com, about the woman who went to schools, three different schools, over the course of this past school year, posing as a high school student. that she's been getting away with it until recently. She's now been arraigned on fraud charges, and rightly so. But how did this 32-year-old woman go to school every day and not draw attention to herself? Now, her father again reiterated that she isn't, or maybe they're just, you know, taking their similar reporting from the first round of stories, but that she is getting mental health. She needs mental health help, and she's getting it now. But what does this say for those schools and for the Boston Public Schools overall that they they let this woman in? She was posing as 
a student that apparently had come across the office of De- you know Department of Children and Families, and she had worked there as a counselor. So is it possible that you know this was someone this was a child that she knew, so she could copy that child's background information and put it through? And of course, it's not going to red flag, and because it's it's a real child. And, and and how did nobody pick up on this? Five had a report, Channel 5 had a report where they were talking to some of the people at the school and they, they couldn't believe that they got duped by a 32-year-old. They have a picture of her on the on Channel 5's website on WCVB.com from when she graduated in 2007. She graduated high school. She was the age she was claiming to be in 2007. Do you know what happened in the at the end of the 2007 school year in June of 2007 when she would have graduated? The Boston Celtics had not yet acquired Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. The Boston Red Sox had not yet had their chicken and beer year. I don't think so, right? Yeah, no, that was like five years later. I think Kurt Schilling was still pitching then, right? The top TV shows. I think that was the last season of The Sopranos, right? I mean, come on. We didn't even have a Marvel Universe yet, I don't think, did we? 2007? I think Iron Man came out in 2009. I might be wrong. Might have been earlier than that. But still, 2007, that's when she graduated. Yet she was still able to pass herself off as a high school senior for this entire school year. So you can see why I'm just fascinated by this. What does that say about our schools? For all we know, they had a great screening process, but she came up as a legitimate person because she stole somebody's identity. Or does it say, you know, if a kid comes in and, you know, just keeps their head down and doesn't cause any waves and blends in, could they just blend in and nobody would know the difference? Come in, do the schoolwork. Don't cause any trouble. Don't get into any fights. But the still the biggest question hasn't been answered yet. Why? Why did she do this? The investigation is ongoing. The schools have said it doesn't appear that there have been any incidents of uh, of abuse or anything nefarious on her part toward other students or staff. But it makes me think, if you could go back to high school, if you could get away with doing something like this, or you even just had the open invite, but if you could go back to high school, would you? Even for a year? I totally would. I would go back in a minute. Not because, uh, you know, it was the best years of my life kind of thing. But because imagine being able to go back with what you know now and being able to navigate the high school life 
You didn't have a care in the world, really. You thought you did. You thought you had a whole bunch of cares. But now that you're an adult, you realize, eh, a lot of that stuff doesn't matter. You made sure they made, well, maybe not everybody, depending on when you went to high school because of the way that they changed the extracurricular stuff and the way that they changed the intramurals. But you, you made sure you got your daily exercise because you had gym or you were involved in sports or whatever. So it wasn't like you were, you know, forcing yourself to go out and exercise. It was part of your regular life. You were always with your friends. The worst part of your life was, you know, having to read Ivanhoe and write a report on it. Having to memorize the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Or Polonius's advice to Laertes. You didn't have to actually have real responsibilities. And I'm sure kids now, you know, maybe their parents make them pay for their cell phone or whatever. The only thing I had to pay for when I was a senior in high school, I think I contributed toward my car insurance. I don't remember. Maybe not. My dad would just drive my car and use my gas. That was kind of the exchange. But I paid my $10 a month beeper bill because I got a beeper halfway through my senior year for my birthday. That was it. That was the extent of my responsibilities. If you told me I could have a year like that, I'd go back in a minute. Oh, but you'd be... you. you, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to just leave school whenever you wanted to. Why? Why would I want to? I want to go back. Protect me, shelter me, give me lunch for two dollars and ten cents. Although I guess now it's not the same lunch that it was when when we were in school, but still. I would go back. I wouldn't want to stay. But a year? I'd do a year. I'd cam and crow it. I'd go back for a year and write a book. 508-996-0500. What, if you could go back for a year of high school, what would you most want to go back for? I would definitely take Spanish instead of French. Although senior year, I would have been, if I tried to jump into a new language, I would have been too far behind. I can't say I would have paid better attention in, in math. Because I can just use a calculator. The I, I, I will say this, kids. Unless you are in a related field that requires it, I am now 45 years old. I've been out of high school for, you know, I don't know, almost 30 years. And the Pythagorean theorem has not come up in my daily life, except to reference the Pythagorean theorem is not coming up in my daily life. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, you need to know it now in school but it, it, it doesn't come up in most daily issues all right well we'll take a break when we come back on the other side i'm going to figure out try to remember what the pythagorean theorem was when we come back we can uh, go to the newsroom with adam bass and then after that we'll take more of your phone calls 508-996-0500 be back in a few moments 
And I did hear back from Counselor at Large Ian Abreu, who again was in a car accident yesterday uh, and will be undergoing some surgery today. But he wants me to pass on the message that he is okay and that he feels blessed to live in the city, which with su- which has such great first responders who took great care of him at the scene yesterday. And if they could just give him a couple of days to rest and recoup, he would appreciate it. And that any urgent constituent matters can be handled by either calling the city council office, by calling your ward, ward counselor, or by calling the mayor's office. And he says, thank you again from the bottom of my heart for all of your well wishes. So we hope that uh, everything goes okay with the surgery and uh, that he will be back and up and running in a short period of time. Speedy recovery, Counselor Abreu. And uh, don't forget, too, that when you, uh, if, every time you buy a bottle of Silmo syrup, Counselor Abreu feels just a little bit better. So keep that in mind when you're out there shopping. All right, let's go into the newsroom now with Adam Bass. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger will sit down for an interview with investigators from Special Counsel Jack Smith's office later on today. Smith is investigating former President Donald Trump's role in the January 6th attack on the Capitol and his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Just days before the Capitol riot, Trump called Raffensperger asking him to find nearly 12,000 votes to reverse Joe Biden's victory there. The United States is announcing another $500 million weapons package for Ukraine. On Tuesday, the Biden administration announced it will be sending weapons, equipment, and armored vehicles to replenish those lost in battle. The news comes the same day after the Pentagon stressed that the U.S. played no part in the recent mercenary rebellion against Russia. More than $200 billion in potential COVID relief pandemic funds were lost in fraudulent schemes. A report by the Inspector General of the Small Business Administration shows that shows that adds up to, to about 17% of the total funds updated from previous estimates. Nearly $30 billion of those funds have been reclaimed to date. Human remains found on Southern California's Mount Baldy has been positively identified as those of British actor Julian Sands. Details from Mark Mayfield. He was reported missing in January. Search crews have repeatedly returned to the area following the disappearance of the 65-year-old during a winter hike. Sands is best known for his role in the 1985 movie A Room with a View. He is survived by three adult children. I'm Mark Mayfield. President Joe Biden is returning to Illinois today. Biden will be in Chicago to deliver a major address on the U.S. economy. The president is also set to attend fundraisers as he campaigns for a second term in office, with recent polls showing a majority of Americans disapprove of Biden's handling of the economy. Italian officials are calling for a man who allegedly carved his and his fiancée's names into the Coliseum to be identified and sanctioned. Ryan Louise is the American tourist who filmed the act. I'm just flabbergasted. It's like, really? Seriously? You're really doing this? And he turns and gives me this smile that says I have no shame at all. And that was just dumbfounding as well. So I turned around and next thing I had to do was find somebody to to report him to. The country's culture minister wrote on Twitter that it is very serious, unworthy, and a sign of great incivility that a tourist defaces one of the most famous places in the world. Italian news agency ANSA SA reports the inscription reads Ivan plus Haley 23. His tweet included a blurry image of the tourist and a video that seems to show him using keys to carve out the names into the walls of the ancient Roman amphitheater. 
and researchers have discovered 1.5 million year old evidence of possible human cannibalism. The Smithsonian's National Museum of Natural History said they examined a shin bone from northern Kenya and found the suspicious slice-like marks. Anthropologists believe the cut marks are similar to what they've seen on animal fossils being processed to be eaten. They say it's possible that earlier hominids ate others to, for nutritional purposes as opposed to ritual intent. In sports, the Red Sox lost 10-1 to for a first of a three-game series against the Marlins last night. Game two is tonight at 7-10. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. More showers are on the way. We are expecting another round just to move through quickly. Should be out of here by the mid-afternoon. We'll be reaching a high of about 74 degrees. We're going to stay mostly cloudy today, breezy and humid. Overnight tonight, we're going to get down to about 66 degrees. And for tomorrow, 75 with another shot of some afternoon scattered showers and thunderstorms for the area. From the ABC 6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 69 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. And just a little bit of a traffic update for you. And remember, you can always get live traffic information by downloading the WBSM app. If you download the app and you open it up and you go to the traffic option, you will see live traffic maps letting you know where the slowdowns may be. It's important to open that up and check that every day before you head out on the road. But right now I will tell you there's still a slowdown on 195 East between the you know the exit over there for, for the Cogsall Street area, the one over by uh, Kyler's Catch. From there to the Fairhaven exit, still a little bit of a slowdown. Uh, it looks like it's clearing up now. But right, you know, if you're still heading through that area, you might want to try to avoid it a little bit if you can. It's probably going to be a little bit of time there. I saw that. I saw some of that crash. So it didn't look too serious, but uh, they probably have to get the vehicles off the road. Now, over on um, the Braga Bridge on 195 westbound, you've got more of an issue. If you are heading out westbound on the Braga Bridge, you are backed up all the way to Route 24. So you know where you can go on 24 south, not 24 north. You have a, it's okay over there. But we would get on 24 south. That's where the backup starts. It goes all the way over the Braga Bridge. And, of course, naturally because there's a crash that has three lanes shut down of the bridge on the westbound side, you got a lot of people that are slowing down on the eastbound side. That's slowing traffic up just a little bit there as well. So keep that in mind if you are heading out to that area. Uh, we've got some uh, some live map updates for you all the time on the WBSM app, so you can just keep checking that. And we'll make sure that you get to where you need to be in time. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, and, of course, the rain is probably going to slow things down a little bit today, especially with some of these crashes out there. But it looks like looking out the window of the studio right now, looks like it has let up or at least really slowed down. I don't even see the little pings in the puddles. So now is the time. If you've got to get out of the house and you wanted to avoid the downpour, now is the time. I did not avoid the downpour. I had a second shower 
getting from the car into the studio earlier, and I'm just starting to dry out now. And maybe your roof is kind of the same way, right? Maybe your roof hasn't been able to dry out because it has leaks, because it has fading shingles, because it has holes. Well, then call Precision Window and Kitchen. I know, Precision Window and Kitchen, right? You would think you would call them for replacing windows, which you can, whether it be an individual window, an individual pane of glass in a window, or all of your windows, your entryways, and, of course, kitchen, because they'll do a full kitchen remodel. They'll put in new cabinets, new counter, whatever you need. They'll take care of your kitchen, and they'll also remodel your bathroom as well. But in addition to all of those things they can do inside your home, they can also take care of your home on the outside as well with a roof replacement. Precision Window and Kitchen has been doing it for almost 30 years. They do it better than anybody, and they do it right. So if you are worried about the future of the inside of your home, protecting what's inside, you know, I've been stressing with the the warmer weather this week and it's going to get warmer heading into 4th of July. You're probably turning on your air conditioning, whether you have window air ACs or you have central air. If your roof isn't the way it's supposed to be, if it isn't 100%, you're just letting that cold air and that money go right out the top of your home. Don't do that anymore. Visit precisionwindowandkitchen.com or visit their showroom at 1111 Cushion Avenue. Talk to them. Get the ball rolling on getting yourself a new roof. Maybe get some vinyl siding on the outside to make it easier to just hose it down this summer. And maybe you need a full kitchen or bathroom model. Maybe you need your windows replaced. Maybe you just need your screens replaced because you say, I'm not paying for air conditioning. I'm going to let nature air condition my home. Well, but you need to make sure your screens are ready to keep out all the bugs and everything else that will come in. Also, I was led to believe by cartoons that people stealing pies from my window would also be a much bigger problem than it really is. But just in case, why not make sure you have screens on your windows to protect your pies as well as your family. So go to precisionwindowandkitchen.com and you can find out more and even get a free estimate. All right, well, we're going to take our next break. We'll be back in just a few moments. One of my favorite videos when I was a kid. I think I was like five years old when that came out. And uh, I don't even know what MTV was, but I still watched it all the time because I loved music even from a young age. And that video was a lot of fun. So a lot of the videos were a lot of fun back in those days. Some of them super goofy, but I liked it all. And then I kind of not didn't listen to the radio for a number of years and then got back into it. So, But music's always been a part of my life, and I will share all of that with you coming in and out of breaks. So 
this past Monday, the the city council had they had to put the budget forward, and they cut eight point seven seven million dollars from Mayor Mitchell's proposed budget. Now, Mayor Mitchell uh, will be on with Marcus and Chris later, and they can discuss it more in depth. And certainly, you know, Mayor Mitchell made his feelings known to Arthur Hirsch of New Bedford Light, and you can read about that at newbedfordlight.org. But he'll be in with Marcus and Chris later to talk more about it. So last year they cut, I think it was about $2 million from the budget, between 2 and $3 million. And some of that came from, you know, Mayor Mitchell's staff, and some other places as well. But in this cut, this eight $8.77 million cut, and we'll talk more with Councilor, Council President Morad about this on Friday here on this program. But most of it came from the fixed general fund, Arthur Hirsch reports, general fund that includes trash collection, payroll taxes, and insurance. Now, we know that they wouldn't adopt 32B, Chapter 32B, to allow the administration to negotiate well to have a third party arbitrator come in and negotiate between the union and the city about what percentage the city is covering of city employees health insurance now you're going to cut back more on that trash collection which is up in the air that's that's something that i'm chasing down for you uh you know that is something that um i mean maybe it's not up in the air to the city but they haven't made any announcement yet uh but from what we're hearing, it might not be E.L. Harvey that's picking up your trash next week. So now that's going to be a cut. So we'll we'll have to definitely hear the mayor's side of this today and the council president's side of this on Friday. But it's a little bit concerning that the plan for this is, oh, well, you know, as we go along, if we run short in some of these areas, well, the mayor can come back to the council for supplemental appropriation rather than having what needs to be budgeted there. By the way, the trash contract with Harvey Industries, with Yale Harvey, rather, $6.7 million. And you're going to cut some of that back and uh, in Arthur's piece he mentions Councilor at Large Shane Burgo who at first proposed an even larger cut in general government spending on Monday night has his own questions about city operations he wondered aloud why the city is keeping positions vacant for years and not filling them my concern is these positions have been left vacant for so long Burgo said on Tuesday the taxpayers have to fund these positions as if there's someone in them I feel the directors are being told not to hire people, which is a very interesting uh, accusation from Councillor Burgo. That the mayor who had came on with me when he was on with me when I was on in the 9 a.m. slot, he would come on with me every Wednesday and talk repeatedly about how there's all these positions open in city government that they can't seem to fill, that they're, they're trying to find candidates to fill these positions. They're trying to find people to fill these positions. They can't get people in because the salaries are too low uh, or because they're finding better deals out in the private sector. You know, that's part of the reason why they were looking to have these Unit C 
uh, salaries reclassified. They're having trouble bringing people in to fill these these jobs. But Councillor Burgo is lobbying the accusation that well, what they're actually doing is telling people not to fill them because they just want to waste money on an on an empty position. I understand if you have a position that's long enough uh, that's empty long enough, and you make do without it, then you realize well then maybe we don't need that position. Or maybe there's duties in that position that we can shift to someone else. Or maybe because things have changed post-pandemic and job duties have changed. And I'm just using the pandemic as as one reason why. It could be a technological advancement. Uh, It could be, you know, a, a variety of different factors that causes a change from one thing to another to say, okay, well, now this frees up your job. You know, if, if, if we have somebody who has to manually put in all of the commercials into WBSM. Remember the old days when they would have those carts and radio? They'd have to like play. They'd have to load the cart in for the commercial they were going to play. And then they bring in a system where you don't have to do that anymore. You record it into the system and the system plays it. Well, then you don't need the person who spent the time making those carts alphabetizing those carts, organizing them, bringing them into the studio, putting them in. Even if that's me, well, now those duties are cleared. I can do something else. And maybe that consolidates some other jobs. So, yeah, I think that there's going to be some of that for sure. And Councilor Burgo is right in that regard that not every position that's open necessarily needs to be filled. But to say that they're, to say that they're intentionally not filling them, that directors are being told not to hire people, that's, that's a pretty big accusation. So we'll, I'm sure Marcus and Chris will ask the mayor about that later on and find out his take on that. And it was $3.2 million that was cut from the budget last year. So we went from $3.2 million cut last year to $8.77 million cut this year. Now, the mayor did say that there was you know, going to be an increase this year. I think it was $45 million more. So, yeah, you can say... Well, when you have a budget with an increase of that much, then there may be more that needs to be cut. But still, it'll be interesting to see what the discussion is today and on Friday. Regarding that, but we'll take your phone calls on at 508-996-0500. Right now, though, I have to take my final break of the hour. Get you up out of your bed and dancing in the morning, except except counselor at large, Ian Abreu. You stay in bed, don't get out of bed. Uh, but the um, the important thing here is to get you up and ready, to get you ready to face the day, and to make sure that you know what to expect when you walk out the door. So I want to tell you, the rain has started again, and I got a weather alert on my phone that said that we are under a thunderstorm warning f- until seven thirty. 
it said. So you've still got a little bit of time where you might get another downpour and some thunder and lightning. So just be aware of that. Take an umbrella with you, but don't don't get electric. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.